Ecclesiastes chapter number 9. I will give you the title in just a little bit after I give you the introduction. Let me say I appreciate all those worked in bus uh, last few weeks in this bus uh, program. And uh, uh, Lord certainly blessed it and added new kids and uh, 20 on the buses this morning. <coughs> and on uh, Easter Sunday, that's very good, very good. And so we just thank the Lord for that. Ecclesiastes chapter number 9. Let's stand together. Just one verse, just one verse. Verse 10. Whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with thy might. For there is no work, nor device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave, whether thou goest. Just one verse. Let's read it together. Ready? Whatsoever thy hand finds to do, do it with thy might. For there is no work, nor device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave, whether thou goest. Let's go to the throne of grace. David, how about you? The to the throne of grace. <coughs> Amen. You be seated. Again, I'll give you the title here in just a little while. The Jewish people looked at upon work not as a curse, but as a stewardship from God. Even the rabbis learned to trade. Paul was a tent maker. Second Thessalonians tells us a great truth. It says uh, that even when we were with you. This we commanded you, that if any would not work, neither should he eat. It's been said, who, he who does not teach his son to work, teaches him to steal. <coughs> Excuse me. And whatsoever the hand findeth to do, suggests two things. To do your best, to do your best, and to do it while you still have strength to do it. The day may come when you got to lay down your tools and let someone younger uh, pick them up and do the work. Colossians 3.17 says, And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and to the Father by Him. And uh, so tonight... We realize that what we do, we got to do in lifetime because, of course, at the grave, all of that ends. Colossians 3.23 says, And whatsoever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord and not unto men. <coughs> Knowing that the Lord... <coughs> ah, excuse me. Knowing that the Lord ye shall receive the reward and the inheritance, for ye serve the Lord Jesus. But he that doeth wrong shall receive for the wrong which he hath done. There is no respect to persons. Now, we, we, we could sum all 
of these verses. And this is the title. And it's just a simple thought tonight. You just got to try. With the help of God, I want to preach on, you just got to try. And it's simple, but on a handout, I made this statement. The only, you only fail when you stop trying. We just got to try. That's the truth. I want to leave you tonight. We just got to try. Now, the word try has several meanings. Uh, Lamentations 3.40 says, Let us search and try our ways and turn again to the Lord. It has a meaning of examination. Uh, try means to search, to search out, to examine, to investigate, if you will. There is an emphasis on the personal. Let us search and try our ways. The emphasis is on uh, you personally. Not only that, but the emphasis is on a path, our ways. <coughs> Excuse me again. Uh, by the way, so after service, I feel great. I'm not, uh, uh, many of us come up to me, boy, preacher, I hate you feel bad. I don't feel bad. I feel wonderful. Amen. Just my voice is not sounding that way. I feel wonderful. There's an emphasis on the path. Proverbs 14, 12. There's a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. I love this. Psalms 25. Show me thy ways, O Lord. Teach me thy paths. Um, lead me in thy truth and teach me for thou art the God of my salvation on thee. God wait all the day. Then there's the emphasis on purpose and turn again to the Lord. It can mean examination. Then it can mean effort. We use the word try means we're attempting something. It may be something difficult. Um, what I'd like to point out is this. We desperately need both of those. The word try means examination, but it means effort. We need both. Many people fail at turning again to the Lord because they simply fail to try. Uh, we talked to a lady this week. She's been out of church for a long time. <coughs> I believe she'll come. But first of all, she's got to try. It means we just got to try. Many Christians never live victorious and in the blessings of God simply because they don't try. We just got to try. We just got to try. Requires effort. Requires desire. It requires a clear vision. But we just got to try. If I don't get anything else across tonight, I'm going to get squeaked out. We just got to try. Long as we're trying, uh, it's amazing 
what God can do. I've got four things that, and you could add to the list. You, you, some of you can make a long list, but I've just got four tonight, and we just got to try. And they're pretty tough. Let me say they're pretty tough. Number one, we got to try to avoid filthiness. <coughs> I'm not talking about getting your pants dirty going home. I was thinking about, I go out to my building and I don't care what I got on. If I go out to my building, I'm going to end up being filthy before I get back. I can't go in my building and come out without being filthy and getting dirty somehow. But we got, we got to try to avoid filthiness. 2 Corinthians 7 1. Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. James 1.21 Wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your soul. Ephesians 5.3 But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness that it not be named among you as becoming saints, neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor jesting, which is not convenient, but rather giving of thanks, for ye know that no whoremonger nor unclean person nor covetous man who is an idolater hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ of our God. We got to try. And let me just say this. Let's just be graveyard honest tonight. We live in a world that is about as filthy as you can get. I, I, I know I'm getting on up in age. I'm not old yet. And um, I, I used to think when I was 30, boy, 60 was old, I've changed my mind. I think 90 is old. Amen. But we live in a world, I remember a day, they beeped curse words on TV. How many remembers that day they beeped curse words? They don't beep them no more. As a matter of fact, they add them. I remember a day as a boy watching TV that the husband and wife, if you were in their bedroom, there was two separate beds. I know it's my three sons, but still yet, there was two separate beds. Amen? Now, anything goes. We have lived, we are living in a filthy, filthy world and getting more filthier by the day. As a matter of fact, it would shock you. It would blow your mind at some of the language we use at times. Some of the language we'll put on media and the filthiness. So, but 
We just got to try. We just got to try to avoid filthiness. It's very difficult in a wicked generation to stay clean. But we just got to try. It's not easy walking amongst the ungodly and the unsaved and remain pure. But we just got to try. The pressure to compromise sometimes almost impossible to withstand. But we got to try. The effect of the world pulls on our sinful flesh. By the way, your flesh is as sinful as everybody else's is sinful. And the pull of that flesh, but we just got to try. Satan's non-stop assault on our senses wires away at our resistance. Do you listen to me? Satan's own, own non-stop assault on our senses. It's done countless times and you don't even recognize what they're doing. There are about 30 second clip. Does anybody know what they are? Commercials. It don't get any better than this. Bunch of drunks. It don't get no worse than this. The onslaught. Car commercials. People go in debt they can't afford to pay for. The onslaught. But we just got to try. The world's effort to destroy our testimonies makes it hard to make. And by the way, we're living in a day that it's hard if you've got a testimony for Christ. But we got to try. The prince and the power of the air working overtime. And Revelation said, the devil cometh down having great wrath, for he knoweth he hath but a short time. I would to God I had a voice. I could preach tonight. Amen. But we just what? We got to try. We're going uh, to search our ways and turn unto the Lord. We just got to try. When we invite ourselves, and the word is iniquity. If I regard iniquity in my heart, God won't hear me. Iniquity is when I give myself permission to sin. When we invite, when we invite ourselves to participate in a sinful act, we're not even trying. When we allow the unsaved around us to make our choices in life, we're not even trying. When we make unbeliever our closest friend and ally and confident, we're not even trying. When we make assemble ourselves with those who mock spiritual things, we're not even trying trying. Spending time in making friends on social media that doesn't share your faith is not even trying. When we turn our back, you listen to me, hang on. When we turn our back on the God-given authorities 
He's given to us in our life. And all of us, now listen, all of us are under authority of someone. All of us. All of us. When we turn our back on the God-given authorities He has given us, we're not even trying. When we close our ears to truth, to Bible preaching, parental counseling, godly wisdom, when we incline our ears instead to scorners that blast God and the authorities, then we're not even trying. We're going to search our ways. We're going to search our ways and turn into the Lord. We got to try. If kids are going to have a chance to grow up in a home where God is, we got to try. If teenagers walk down the uh, the wedding aisle pure, we just got to try. If women are going to be godly moms and raise godly kids. We gotta try. If dads are going to be spiritual leaders, they need to. We just gotta try. If we stop being the weak, indecisive position on sin, have become dogmatic about right and wrong, we may offend some people. We may create some enemies. We might lose some friends. We may have to serve God without some people. But guess what? We just got to try. What do we have to do? We got to try. We just got to try. Oh, there's something about trying that changes everything. As long as as an individual is trying, as long as they're trying. And by the way, we got to avoid filthiness. But there's sometimes we just get spiritually dirty anyway. We get sideways on something or something happens and sometimes we do. Oh, may I say, as long as we're trying, there's always a hope as long as we're trying. We just got to try to avoid filthiness. Number two. Boy, this is a tough one. We got to try to appropriate forgiveness. We got to try to appropriate forgiveness. Matthew six fourteen, For we forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. How many know somebody that it's not easy to forgive? You want to do something, but it's not forgive. As a matter of fact, what you're wanting to do is not even in the vocabulary of our church. As a matter of fact, what some of you, have you ever got so aggravated you want to hurt someone? We can be honest, just us tonight. 
Amen. Have you ever had some people that you wanted to forgive? But boy, it was, mm, it's just hard to forgive. Guess what? Just gotta try. You just gotta try. Oh, the Bible's very clear. The Bible's clear. Sometimes it's old flesh. Fights against letting grudges and grievances go. I, I've said this so much, but it's so true. Lord, you'll talk to people. Why ain't you in church? I got hurt. When was that? 30 years ago. What happened to you? Well, I don't rightly remember now. But I got hurt. And it was real bad. What'd they do to you? Well, I don't really rightly remember. But they're hanging on to it 30 years down the road. I'm honest with you folks. The older I get, the more quickly I'm throwing that jug away. I don't have the time, nor the effort, nor the days, nor the strength to carry that garbage and baggage around. Are you, did you pull in an unforgiveness sack? Drug it in, set it down, and you're hell bent, you ain't forgiven. So you're leaving your drag ass sack right back out the door with you. You gotta let that thing stuff go. My goodness, it's hard. It's hard. There's some people, I ain't supposed to say this. I'm the pastor. I'm not even supposed to think this way. But I've known some people, they wasn't worthy of being forgiven. They need to be horsewhipped in the name of Jesus. They didn't deserve being forgiven. In my book, but when I start thinking like that, and I start thinking about my life, and I about start thinking about the stupid stuff I've done in days gone by, and some things I've said in the way I've acted, and I went to God and said, would you please forgive me? He said, son, it's already done. And I realized He forgave me for so much, so often, Boy, I realize that I need forgiveness. It's very hard to grant forgiveness when certain things happen to you. But we gotta try. You may want to hold on to that hurt and nurse that bitterness. You may just want to hold on to it. But we gotta try. You may want to talk about it all the time. Just want to talk about it. Keep it simmering. and Just keep it hot in your soul. But you got to turn that mess loose and quit talking about it. You just got to try. I, I remember a fellow in the church years ago wrote me three letters. And uh, when I wanted to get mad, I'd, re- I'd read those letters. 
When I wouldn't be mad about something, I'd just read those letters. But today come when God said, I, what are you holding on them letters for? Why do you keep reading that? Why do you keep talking about that? Isn't it amazing? When we got unforgiveness, we'll talk to everybody and their brother and call up people to talk to them about it. But we don't spend five minutes along with the holy God and say, God, this person's hurt me. This person's wronged me. This person done this. And they're just cruel. But God, I'm going to give them to you. And leave it there. How many of you have went to the altar to ask God to forgive you and forgive someone, but before you left, you quickly snatched it back because you wanted, you wanted to not forgive them. What you wanted to do was... That's what you wanted to do. And you just... To surrender it to God means it ain't yours no more. And guess what? You just got to try. It'll eat you alive. I believe there's people sitting in our Baptist churches. They're, they're, they're bitter. They're angry. They got no joy. I mean, there's, there's some miserable and they're miserable and making everybody around them miserable. They, they never smile. You, you, you never get anything from them that says they love Jesus at all. You ne- they, ne- they never shout. They nothing. You know why? Because they're holding on to some unforgiveness. Guess what? We just got to try. Just got to turn it loose. Now, now, let me warn you. When you turn it loose, that devil's going to be right back there to say, oh, here it is. They'll do something else. They'll say, this thing will come up again that you let go, but you just got to try. You got to try. You may try to look for reasons to justify your bitterness. Aren't we good at that? Do you know Do you know what they did to me? No, I don't. And stop, I don't want to know. Because I can't fix it. But God can fix it. And you know what? We justify. We, 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 we are mastered. But as long as we harbor resentment and forgiveness, we'll be robbing ourselves of peace and a joy of serving. It may be hard. It may take a while. But, and it'll take a lot of determination. But guess what? We just got to try. We just got to try. Matthew said this in 5.23. Read, therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, and there rememberest that thy brother hath ought against thee, 
Leave there thy gift on before the altar. Go thy way. First be reconciled to thy brother. Then come and offer thy gift. God said, we got to try to avoid filthiness. we got to try to appropriate forgiveness. Notice this. Boy, this is a tough one. we got to try to achieve faithfulness. Moreover, it's required in stewards that a man be found faithful. I'm encouraged tonight by this good number of people on an Easter Sunday. Some are not here, but I'm glad you are. And we've got to try to achieve faithfulness. I'm encouraged by the fact God never required us to do anything we're incapable of doing. Achieving a testimony of faithfulness has never been easy. But guess what? We got to try. We just got to try. God requires it. He expects it. He demands it. And He rewards it. We've got, we've got to try to achieve faithfulness. Sunday school, preaching, Sunday night, Wednesday night, and every other thing else, church is God. God requires it. He expects it. Demands it. And He rewards it. The Bible says, O love the Lord, all ye saints, for the Lord preserveth the faithful. There are so many things Satan will put in your path to stop us. But we got to try. Devil will tell you, it's Easter. You don't have to go to church tonight. Everybody else is canceled service. That's odd. We're going to celebrate Sunday morning, a risen Savior, then cancel services and time and an opportunity to worship Him to do so. Isn't that something strange about that? They'll say, boy, it's Easter Sunday. You don't have to go. But we got to try. Circumstance will involve. Isn't it amazing? I told, I told our class this. And for years, this is the way it was. It's not that way now. But for years, we never had a fight to Sunday morning. One day I said, I tell you what, this is going to end. I said, Miss Steins, this is what we're going to do. We're not going to talk on Sunday morning to after church. We may grunt, but we're not going to talk. So we didn't talk for several, for, for several months. We did not talk on Sunday morning before church because that was the place that we would get into it uh, on Sunday morning, never no other day, just on Sunday morning. Might do you some of you good not to talk on Sunday morning. But maybe some of you don't need to talk Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, whatever works. Amen. But on Sunday morning, we quit talking. Now it's not that way now. But for a long time, we didn't say anything. You know why? Because the devil would use that to get us all in a tizzy. And isn't it amazing? We say, well, we're fine. We don't need to go to church. Lie, lie, lie. That's the place you ought to go because you ain't right with God. Amen. When you're fighting, don't stay out of church. Run to church. 
we got to try. Circumstances will eventually evolve that, that will struggle to be faithful, but we got to try. Most men proclaim everyone his own goodness, but, faith, but a faithful man, who can find? Tithe will always be God's and ours. You may struggle to be faithfully tithed, but we got to try. Setting aside money for missions every month, it's not easy, not for none of us, but we got to try. If we're going to stretch our ways and turn to the Lord, we've got to try. The problem is not that God's not blessing us. The problem is we're not even trying. The problem is not God doesn't provide. That's lying on God, by the way. We're not even trying. Psalms 101.6 Mine eyes have been upon the faithful of the land that they may dwell with me. He that walketh in a perfect way, he shall serve me. Telling others about Jesus is always a challenge. But we got to try. We may not see someone saved every time, but we got to try. We may forget to leave a track or, or an outreach, but we got to try. We just got to try. We got to try to avoid filthiness, appropriate forgiveness. Oh my goodness. Let me say one thing about forgiveness. Your unforgiveness is not hurting the person you're refusing to forgive. The person you're hurting is yourself. You hurt yourself. We got to appropriate forgiveness. We got to try to achieve faithfulness and last we got to try an acclaimed finish. Hebrews 12, 1. Wherefore sin we're also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despised his shame, and sat down to our hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be wearied and faint in your mind. Paul said, you just got to try. Running this race is not always easy. But you just got to try. I used to years and years, it's been years now, love to go to the races at Hickory Speedway. And uh, I noticed something. The one that won the championship didn't win every race. As a matter of fact, he may have not won many races at all. Here was the difference. He was always on the track and he was always running and he was always trying. He never quit. He always tried. Car tore up, he'd get work on it and get back on the track. He was always trying. If you want to 
Paul said this way. I fought a good fight. I finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, should give me at that day. Not to me only, but to all them that love his appearing. We just got to try. I'd rather try than fail than to fail to try. We just got to try. A man passed by some elephants. Suddenly stopped confused by the fact these huge, strong creatures were held by a small rope around their foot. No cages, no chains. It's obvious the elephant could at any time break the bonds that's holding them. He saw a trainer and asked him why these animals just stood there and made no attempt to get away. Well, the trainer said, when they were very small, we used the same size rope to tie them. As they grew up, they conditioned to believe they cannot break away. They believe the rope can still hold them so they never try to break free. They simply, he said, come to a point as they grow, they simply quit trying. Some of you may be here tonight when I'm so glad you're here. Some of you may be here tonight and you're still bound in the same place that you've been year after year after year, but you simply stopped trying. Can I encourage you to get to God tonight and just keep trying? Just keep, just keep praying. Just got to keep trying. We just got to keep trying. There really is no other option for us. There's no other option for me. That is, we just got to keep trying. Have you quit? Have you stopped trying? But when you stop trying, to live for God, serving God. Some of you tonight, these people come to church tonight and it was very, very hard. Harder than beyond your imagination. As a matter of fact, they could give you many reasons why not being here tonight. But yet, they come. You know why? They said, I just got to try. And as long as they keep trying, God will keep showing up and doing His part. As long as you keep trying, there's hope. As long as you keep trying. Maybe tonight you're here. Some of you are playing around with sin. I don't know your life. I don't know of anybody here. I don't know, I don't know anything on you, but if you won't come and tell me, I'll use it in a heartbeat. But I don't know that, but some of you may be playing around sin. 
And let me tell you something. When you play around with, if you play around with the pigs, you're going to get filthy. You're going to get filthy. You got to try to avoid the filthiness. Some of you need to slip in this altar and you need to turn to my unforgiveness loose. Now, I love you. I'm trying to help you. How do you know there's unforgiveness? Tell me what you've talked about from last week. I ain't forgot what I'm saying. I'm letting that soak in. What do you, what's, what's, what's your vocabulary about? What do you talk about? You need to come to God, turn that loose. I love you. I want you to have a joy of serving God. You got to turn that mess loose. You got to turn that mess loose. Some of you need to just got to try to achieve faithfulness. I said this in a class this morning. 1980, we made the greatest decision of our life, apart from salvation, and apart from her marrying me, the greatest decision we ever made was this. 1980, we quit playing church. 1980, we quit playing church. And we decided that when the doors opened, we'd walk through them. We never asked, are we going to church? I ask a lot, are you ready? Are you ready? I ask a lot, but we never ask, are we going to church? Because greatest decision apart from salvation that we ever made. Some of you need to achieve faithfulness. And then last of all, acclaimed finishing. I want to finish well. Let's all stand to our feet. And we just got to what? We got to try. Tonight, do you need something from the Lord?